So, welcome to Let Me Say This. I'm your host, Tony Kristen Walker. And um, I just want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. You don't have to listen. And I really appreciate the fact that you do. So, um, today I want to discuss something that's, of course, started out in Alabama that seems to be gaining somewhat of a national um, following or spotlight. Just once again, where Alabama, you know, 49 out of 50, but always finding its way into the headlines with some less than flattering news. And this news has a lot of implications and a lot of different uh, aspects. I just hope that as you're listening to this, um, you just kind of like, I don't know, just listen and absorb. I mean, it's easy to listen to part of stuff, inform your own opinions, or maybe say, oh, there's Tony, you know, being Tony again, but this is Tony being Tony again, but this is really concerning. So, on um, earlier this week uh, or late last week, there was a young woman who was indicted by a grand jury on charges of manslaughter for allegedly starting a fight that led to her getting shot and having a miscarriage. In the state of Alabama, a person includes unborn children in any stage of development. And this is from the uh, Washington Post. It says, but on Thursday, CBS News, uh, the network uh, who parroted a uh, abortion rights advocate who called this a new attack on women. So let me tell you what I know about this so far. So there was a woman who evidently got into a fight or altercation with another woman. The other person shot this woman and caused her to have a miscarriage. Here's my problem with that. One, you don't shoot people. Let's just start there. Secondly, even though they say that the woman who got shot had a knife in her hand, you don't you literally don't take a knife to a gunfight. So what was the level of culpability of the person who shot her? And according to this report, absolutely none, because this person was not indicted by the grand jury. So the woman who got shot, who was accused of starting the fight, and is now being charged with manslaughter because her unborn fetus um, was miscarried, yet the person who shot her pretty much got off scot-free because they said it was self-defense. So I have a lot of issues with this. One being the fact that the woman who was pregnant, you could make a correlation argument, but you can't make a causation argument because the way that this court case is being set up, the causation argument is you started a fight with someone, you got shot, you caused the death of your fetus. Well, that's not really causation. That's correlation. Had she not gotten a fight, then maybe she might not have lost the fetus. But the fact of the matter is that she didn't kill her own baby. She did not kill her own baby. So the person who actually shot her 
and caused the baby to die has gotten off scot free. Which is fucked up on a lot of it's just fucked up on a lot of levels, and we just have to, you know, admit when we do stuff that's fucked up. Um, so what are your problems with this, Tony? The problem is someone who killed this fetus or caused this fetus to be miscarried is running around scot free under the guise of they did this on self defense. The other problem I have with this is I'm assuming both of the women were black. I know the woman who was pregnant was black. But there ain't no way in hell you're going to tell me that this would ever happen to a white woman. And you're not going to tell me that this would happen to a white woman if her shooter was black. Oh, Tony, there you go, bringing race into it again. Yeah, damn it, I'm bringing race into it. Because this is really fucked up. The Pleasant Grove police, who are the people who are starting this, and if I'm not mistaken, according to our our county rules, this is going to be something that goes to uh, a, a county uh, judge. I don't know what the legal arguments are, but there's no way that I'm that I can see what this woman should be charged with the murder of 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 a, of a fetus. Like it just doesn't make any sense. She could be charged with reckless endangerment. She could be charged with. Uh, what is um, assault? Uh, you know, there are a lot of things that they could have charged her with, but murder, manslaughter, y'all. We, I mean, every day, especially in this fucking state, I feel like we're heading down the role of the handmaid, the handmaid's tale, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, and again, this is one of those um, pro-life arguments, and and it's. And even if you want to have a pro-life argument on this, you still are charging the wrong person. You know, if someone hits you and then you shoot them, especially in this country and especially in the South and these backwards-ass states, you could say, I felt threatened, I felt unsafe, and I shot them in self-defense. Like that whole stand-your-ground bullshit, which never works for black people. But, I mean, you know, this whole stand-your-ground bullshit – is what white people are using to justify stuff like this. In this case, again, I'm pretty sure that the both other people were African American. But at the end of the day, you're charging a person for you're you're basically saying that a pregnant woman can't get into a fight. Let that sink in for a second. A pregnant woman can't get in a fight because since she was pregnant, now we have to charge her with you know, manslaughter. And it just makes no fucking sense to me. I mean, we are unbelievably backwards right now as a country. Uh, and we're even more backwards as a, as a state. And again, I just don't fucking get it. I'm trying to see what, what other arguments could be made around this. And I'm wondering, it's going to be very interesting to see the jury that they get for this. It's going to be interesting to see the litigators for this because I really, really, really want to know, like, how do you frame this in a logical and legal way to say that this woman is responsible for someone else shooting her and causing her to miscarriage and that person gets off scot-free? It makes no freaking sense. And I'm not 
an attorney. I don't play one on TV. But none of this makes sense to me. And I don't know. But anyway, uh, this is going to be interesting how this plays out. But again, there are a lot of different implications for a lot of different things with this. Um, You know, like what is a pregnant woman's responsibility when it comes to, you know, arguing with someone else? Should she just not argue? Because if you argue, it's going to spiral out of control and you could put yourself and or your unborn child in danger. Uh, Does it say that the next time, you know, someone does an aggravated assault on someone and that person shoots and kills them, then we blame that person for their own death. I mean, there are so many different scenarios happening around this, and we have really got to get a grip on our justice system. You know, since Agent Orange has been in the White House, it just seems like the rule of law has turned into suggestions of law and not actual rules. And, again, in the South, this, for me, again, I just don't like the excessive uh, criminalization of a woman or a woman's body. And again, there's no way in hell this would happen to a white woman. I just don't see that happening. Um, Those are are my thoughts on that. You know, I'd be interested to see what are some of yours on this particular situation. So, look, I'm about to go into my first break, and then when I come back, I'm going to talk about some other issues that have kind of percolated through the media over the last couple of days and, you know, just kind of ruminate on those. I'll be back. Peace. AIDS Alabama is now doing free in-home HIV testing. That's Natural right. How? Right. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, a lot of people don't like coming into places to get tested. We will come to your house and test you there and give you results. In your car. Or the park. Wherever you want to meet us, we'll meet you there. At the beauty shop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to get tested, you can give us a call at 205-918-8184. If you'd like to make an appointment to get tested, go to www.gcbham.com. Okay, so I am back. Once again, thank you for listening to Let Me Say This. Um, Whatever platform you're listening on, I know I just got added to Stitcher. Yay! I'm not sure if the iTunes or uh, Apple podcast thing is working right or not. One minute I was on, it doesn't, I don't know if we are or not, but SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, we're all there. Share this with your friends, Um, you know, the whole nine yards. So one more thing. Uh, before I move on to my next topic. Um, you know, Alabama passed a, a really, really restrictive ab- abortion law, and that's going to cost us some money. This entire incident with this woman who's pregnant, who, you know, lost her baby in a fight, uh, it, it still rings of, like, handmaid's tale bullshit to me. Um, and, and, and I... It, I think my biggest problem is why hasn't the person who shot her, like, let me say this. <laughs> there I go again. But let me say this. I really, really, truly believe that if you start some shit with someone, that you cannot control how they clap back. I mean, I run into people all the time on Facebook, real life, you know, who. You know, you want to clap on me, but then when I clap back, then, you know, I'm that mean old Tony and blah, 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 blah. 
I get that for verbal arguments. I get that for Facebook beef. I mean, keyboard warriors, that's true. However, like, seriously, y'all, like, real deal, you just going to shoot somebody in the stomach knowing that they're pregnant. And, and again, this young woman should not have brought a knife out. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to absolve her from the fact that she probably started it or escalated it. I'm not trying to absolve her from that at all. What I am trying to do is say, what the fuck are we doing in the justice system when the person who shot her pretty much gets the free pass? You know, she miscarries the baby, and then she gets charged with an act that someone else did. I think that's what I've been trying to say. That's the part that I don't, I can't jive with. That's the part that bothers me. Whether she escalated the event or not, she did not shoot herself. And the person who shot her pretty much got away scot-free. Anyway, I'm tired of that bullshit. We'll see how that goes. I'll probably do a follow-up podcast on that sometime later on, but that just sounded like a bunch of mess to me. So in a bit of good news, uh, I was looking at the news and uh, on my phone, and it says that the Charlottesville car attacker gets a life sentence. <laughs> whoop de fucking do So for those of you who have had your head in the sand since 2016, two years ago there was a, um, a pretty much a, a, a riot in Charlottesville with a whole bunch of white nationalists, and of course you had counter-protesters who were protesting them being some racist fucktards. And a young lady by the name of Heather Heyer was killed um, because somebody decided they just run their car through a group of people. White men. Yeah. And y'all, if y'all get mad about me talking about white men, I mean, do what you need to do. But that's who did this. Those are the motherfuckers who had the torches and the khakis. And those are the people who were out there, you know, just spouting bullshit. Jews will not replace us. That's what they were saying. Like, Anyway, so the guy who ran his car through the crowd got a life sentence. And really, and I'm not a, I'm not necessarily like an anti-death penalty or pro-death penalty person, but I think this motherfucker is evil, and I don't see why we need to take care of him for the rest of his life. There's no doubt. Like, the problem with the death penalty, first of all, is unfairly meted out with black people. Like, black people get the death penalty way more than white people for way less shit that's done. Uh, and it's always, a lot of times it's arbitrary. Like, when there is a crime that happens and there are no cameras to witness it, there's a little bit of, um, well, did they do what they do? Did they not? Because we didn't see this. We saw this man plow through a group of people. There's no doubt that he did it. So I don't understand why this motherfucker is not going to get fried. And maybe Virginia doesn't have the death penalty, but I certainly believe that his ass should be nailed to the cross because this just doesn't make any sense. You're that fucking racist and that mad that you want to run your car through a group of people. It like, what kind of monster thinks about that? Oh, I know, the type of monster that lives in our White House because, you know, this was the dude who said they are there are uh, good people on both sides. I, I Those false equivalencies really, really bother me. I mean, like, I don't know. This is, But this is the world that we live in now. We live in a world where you really have to worry about people who hate you just for being who you are, whether you're black, whether you're gay, whether you're a woman, whether you're a black gay woman. 
you know, this is the world that we live in because people have misinterpreted this Bible thing so badly that, you know, instead of loving thy neighbor, as the Bible says, we literally are running people down in the streets and calling them niggas, fads, and bitches. Like, that is where we are right now as a quote-unquote God-fearing country. Uh, I'm I'm glad this guy got uh, got his his due or part of his due because again, I just don't see the point taking care of him for the rest of his life. I think he should be he should suffer the same fate that his victim did. That girl did not deserve to be killed, and you know, fuck him. But you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, so what do you think about that? I mean, like, do you think that he should have life in prison, or do you think that he should be? executed really i mean when people when we know for a fact that people have committed such a heinous crime like that like i just don't see any point in keeping them around there again like i said there's no doubt that he did it It, i'm pretty sure it was filmed because everybody's got a camera these days we know it was him we knew it was his car and i just feel like that he shouldn't have the luxury of just sitting in the um in a cell for the rest of his life and I know people say, well, Tony, you can't say it's a luxury because he's in prison. Well, he didn't give a shit about that woman or any of the other people that he hurt. I mean, not only did he kill her, but he hurt a whole bunch of other people, too. And I don't want to diminish their pain in all of this. But this motherfucker definitely doesn't deserve an ounce of sympathy for any of us at all. So, look, I am going to go on another break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to finish this up with um, some more foolishness and bullshit. So just kind of stay tuned. Peace. AIDS Alabama is now doing free in-home HIV testing. That's right. That's your house. Right. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, A lot of people don't like coming into places to get tested. We will come to your house and test you there and give you results. In your car. Or the park. Wherever you want to meet us, we'll meet you there. At the beauty shop. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get tested, you can give us a call at 205-918-8184. If you'd like to make an appointment to get tested, go to www.gcbham.com. Thank you again for listening to, uh, let me say this, uh, it's really a privilege and an honor that I did not take lightly for you guys to listen this far along in the podcast. Um, I'm really trying to improve my delivery uh, for this podcast, the sound, I think a lot of you have made comments about the difference in the sound, and I'm really glad that I'm able to do that for you guys while I kind of bring you the news. So this last section is just going to be my opinions about the Democratic uh, debates. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have yet to watch the full debates from uh, Wednesday night seen some highlights, seen what some of you have been saying, and from what I've seen and heard, sounds like Elizabeth Warren, like, just just, just knocked it out of the park. And I thought that she would. Elizabeth Warren, as I've talked about before, has really done herself a huge, um, a huge favor by actually having some policies. Now, some people may say some of her policies was a little wackadoodle, but, I, I mean, I think if we can get the Senate, if we could take back the Senate, I think a lot of her, a lot of any of the candidates' ideas really could, you know, come to, come to pass. So, you know, big ups for her. I think on that particular 
um, debate. I want to say people were really impressed with Elizabeth Warren, um, Julian Castro. I forgot who else was impressive in that. But what I did see was like the last 45 minutes of that debate on Thursday night. And what I tell you, I cackled the whole time. Well, let me just stop with this. Start with this one thing, Kamala Harris. So my uh, my my podcast partner Derek Stevenson, we're on same crap, different day together. You know, Derek always said that the thing that he didn't like about Kamala Harris was that she just didn't seem personable. He was like, you know, she needs to smile a little bit. And last night she didn't do a whole lot of smiling, but old girl had you know like death in her eyes. She was not taking any prisoners. She was taking names and kicking asses. And I lived. So, you know, with her being a prosecutor, and I want y'all to keep this in mind, prosecutors' jobs are to put people in jail. I, You know, I started this podcast. I was talking about some fucked up shit prosecutors are doing here in Alabama. But prosecutors' jobs are to put people in jail. Kamala Harris has been a senator for a long time. Uh, and I'm also going to extend this amount of grace to, uh, to, to Joe Biden and Tulsi Galbert or whatever fuck her name is as well. I believe that people have the the propensity to change. I believe that whatever your views are today, those may not be your views tomorrow. They definitely may not be your view in 10 years. So whether you're talking about Joe Biden, um, you know, carousing with the segregationists or the fact that he was in on this thing that I just saw earlier today about want to pass an amendment to to uh, to stop busing, whatever that stuff is, that shit happened over 40 years ago. Let it go. Like, I really, and especially for you damn millennials, let, learn, let shit go. This happened before you were born. I think it's a shame that we don't think that people have the opportunity to change. And especially with progressives who want people to come on to their side of the field, if someone was anti-gay marriage, 15 years ago, and now says, you know, I think anybody who wants to get married should be able to get married. Let them have that. So with that being said, a lot of people, myself included, was kind of looking, kind of side-eye at Kamala Harris because she was a prosecutor. And we, you know, especially black people, we don't trust prosecutors. But uh, last night, Kamala showed out. I mean, she showed you that she had the chops to take on anybody in a debate. She didn't have to bogart her way through like Kirsten Gillibrand, you know, looking running around looking like I'm about to call the manager because that's what that bitch looks like. She looks like she will call the manager on your ass at any given moment. So, you know, Kamala Harris last night really made herself look really, really good. Uh, last night, I wish I could have seen the, and I'll probably go back and watch it, and I wish I could have seen the Wednesday night debates. But, like, last night, Kamala stood out to me. Who else stood out to me? Um, Bernie got on my nerves. Joe got on my nerves. Uh, that Yang man, like, him and that lady who was smoking weed on the end, who, you know, the lady looks like her uh, house probably smells like patchouli and liniment and rubbing alcohol. Yeah, they were like, their ideas were a little too pie in the sky for me. But, you know, they were good comic relief. But Kamala Harris really showed her ass. People, um, 
again, and this is again gonna make some of y'all mad, but I mean, for you white gays, like seriously, like Mayor Pete, I, I, I still, I, he did okay. He did okay. He, he did okay, and I'll give him that. He didn't do anything to embarrass himself or make himself look bad, but he still is not presidential material to me. I mean, he is great for a Midwest small-town mayor. Maybe he should become a senator, and that should be his next thing. But I don't see him galvanizing anybody else other than other white gays. Um. I don't see I don't I just don't see it for him right now. I mean, maybe in a couple of years, I just don't see it. He has not proven anything good or bad. I mean, I'll, again, I just he's gay. Like that's what he seems to have going for him. And that's okay for some of y'all. It's just not okay for me. Um, and the reason why I brought that up, I saw somebody, uh, you know, everybody gotta put their little who their team is. And I saw a Buddha Judge Harris combination. That should be Harris Judge, if anything. He's a male, he's white, and that put him at an advantage the way that white males see see, see things. Uh, a couple things that I don't want us to start doing, I don't want us to start this whole, I don't think America's ready for a black woman president. Well, I don't think America's ready for a woman president and a black woman vice president. After Donald Trump became president, we are ready for Mickey Mouse to be president because that's what we fucking got. So America's not ready. I remember, and I, I you know, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I, I was like, you know, that Obama guy, he, he's all right. He talk a good game, but America is not ready for a black president. Just not. I don't care if he was biracial or not. I just didn't see America being ready for a black president, and guess what? We had our first black president. So, as I said before, I'm a feminist. I believe that women can do whatever the hell they want to do, and I actually think most things they can do better than me, and I think they can do all things better than us if we give them a chance. So, with that being said, you know, at first I was looking at like a Warren O'Rourke or maybe like a Warren Biden Oh, right at this point, my ticket is Warren and Harris. And I don't care, Harris, Warren, Warren, Harris. I think from a strategic standpoint, knowing that we live in a racist shithole of a country, I think Warren Harris would be the most palatable ticket right now. And then, you know, after Elizabeth serves out her eight years, um, then, you know, Kamala could come back and become vice president. Because I just don't think that these – Two smart women are going to do anything stupid and fucked up while in office to make people hate them. Um, but that's where I am now. But I also want to say, and again, I want to make this shit here crystal clear. I don't give a damn who gets the Democratic nomination. I will enthusiastically vote for whomever we decide, even if it was that Milo Thomas looking bitch down there on the corner who had probably smoked her doobie before she came in. Uh, she was hilarious to me. Um, I still don't uh, trust Kristen Gillibrand. Um, and I don't trust her because all of her answers sitting around just women. 
there was nothing for the general population in most of her answers. It was always women, 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 women. Okay, bitch, we get that. We totally get that. And, you know, sell it all you want to. But she just seems to be too wrapped up in such a narrow space. And not that I think that there's anything wrong with the space that she's in, because I think it's a great space. But that one particular space does not have broad appeal. And, y'all, I really wish some of these campaign managers would, like, do their job. Like, I love Simone Sanders to death. I think she's one brilliant sister. But she's not doing it for Joe Biden. Like, if I was his campaign manager, I'd be like, if you don't shut the fuck up, just shut up. You were doing good until you opened your mouth. And he really was doing good until you opened his damn mouth. Joe Biden has a problem with his past. Pete Buttigieg has a problem with his present because he still ain't gave us no answers for that officer shooting that man. And when you have problems like that, you need to do whatever you can to minimize and or fix them or shut the hell up. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what some somebody's going to have to shut the hell up. But anyway, um, I'm done for the night. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for listening this far. I got some things that are coming up pretty soon. Uh, some guests I'm going to have. I'm looking forward to having my friend Brian to talk about, you know, adopting a child. Uh, we had, we both have adopted kids and our stories were similar, but very, very different. So I'm going to do that. If you could, if you guys can think of any subjects that you want me to talk about, inbox me. Um, I, I'm going to get that Facebook page up for this, I promise. But you can always go to my um, my Facebook page, Tony Kristen Walker, or, you know, you can inbox me on my regular Facebook page, Tony D. Kristen Walker. But that's it for Let Me Say This for tonight. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, um, and hopefully things will get better. Peace. Thank you.